Welcome to another installment of Rich Friend, the elevated conversation brought to you by Tequila Avion. Um, my name is Matthew Tremel. I'm joined by Mark Anthony Green. Um, we made it. We survived. We're we're in. We're live from the bunker now. But there's some rations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, included among those is some awesome uh, tequila. Uh, today we're drinking uh, Don Lemon. Um, some tequila avion rapasado and sparkling lemon soda. So uh, cheers, everybody. We made it. This drink is easily the only cool thing associated with Don Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> or with Rich Friend, honestly. Don, like, no, I don't agree with in that. This, it's probably like the coolest thing in this room, honestly, right now. <laughs> What's good, man? How you feeling? I'm good, bro. Yeah. I'm good. I had a, I had a really... Um, it's been a crazy time. Yeah? It's been a crazy time. How so, Mark Anthony? Man, you know, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Let's be, we can be a little forward thinking mm-hmm. for this um, <laughs> for Dave Chappelle hosting SNL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all I can think about it. Yeah, moment. yeah, that should be fun. I mean, the crazy thing about him hosting SNL. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know the opening monologue, crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, man, this is going to be the first time Dave's done a skit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like think about that. Yeah, shit. like we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to get. As long as like something doesn't like happen, uh-huh. the rapture doesn't happen, uh-huh. and I don't even think it take either one of us, so yeah. we'd still be here. Yeah, we are going to get a Dave Chappelle skit. Well, you know he he has to do Black Jeopardy. He invented it. Wow! Like he has to do he has to do Black Jeopardy, especially after the fucking brilliant um the last one they did. What's your favorite Chappelle skit? I mean, it's like picking a child. You know, like, can you really? I think the farthest. I, I mean, uh, I know black people is up there. Like black the uh, the game show is definitely up there. I will um, say that's up there. Yeah. The the racial draft. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's the just racial classic. draft. It's like is, you can't even. You know what I mean? Like running them down is like the player haters ball. You know? Yeah, that's like kind of underrated. That's true. Um, but yeah, man, no, nah, that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be absolutely nuts. Uh, and you know, of course, the musical guest. Um, it's gonna be the legendary tribe called Quest, uh, and we have a show that I'm extremely excited for. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get to that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guest is is really special. You guys might know already, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited to see those dudes back. Uh, 2016, man. I think the only thing that could save 2016 <laughs> is Dave Chappelle doing skits. Yeah, <laughs> like when you think about it. Yeah. Like I saw this fucking. Did you hear about the um, the the boiler room? fiasco with the police yeah 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 Yeah. life is definitely imitating art (laughs) more and more by the day like for okay so for the suburban mom at home because we have so many suburban mother yeah huge demo for us yeah shout out to all you guys yeah hey y'all cheers hey pam pour up (laughs) hey hey kathy Mm -hmm. um explain yeah basically well yeah i mean yeah, boil, you know, uh, Boiler Room is like a like a concert series, like a party series or whatever, and they usually, like, they sort of came up, um, like, live streaming all their events, which started out as, like, a kind of, like, novel idea, but then ended up, you know, between, like, Facebook Live and, like, our obsessive filming of everything we do, like, ended up being pretty brilliant, you know? Right, um, right. So, the, you know... <clears throat> as like sort of like a victory lap they did this like two weekend or two day like weekend long retreat uh i think it was in like pennsylvania it was in like some weird or like the poconos yeah it was on um, poconos yeah yeah yeah. and uh it just got crazy the second day 
security just went haywire. Uh, there was like all these crazy reports. Like, what are the kids people look were like? getting like? I mean, you know, it's like it's like ravers. You know what I mean? So it's like like club kids. Like you know, like your girl Venus X was DJing. Yeah, like she's like she's like one saying, of the like, leaders of the movement. She's yeah, she's like, the shit. Shout out to Venus. And I just you know, a I goddess. Was, I was just like. <laughs> It's it's like an alien invasion when like yeah. all of the fucking like Lower East Side and Bushwick descends on like some small farm town or wherever they were right. or like some mountain town. Right. And like these, you know, like these badged dudes have never seen this before ever, right. you know, like they sort <laughs> right. of like. <laughs> but you know, I think it's pretty like admirable. Yeah. It's pretty admirable to belong to a culture and group of people that scare, still scares the fuck out of people. Like, like yeah. that's yeah, dope. That is, that is true. Like, yeah. Venus yeah. and Co., like, <laughs> I take my hat off to you yeah. because I will be the first to say I just don't look threatening. Yeah. Like, if and me and my friends in our, in our St. Laurent boots and little jeans, like, yeah. no one, no one's threatened by that. Right, Like, right. we're listening to Sanfa. There's nothing, <laughs> like, there's nothing threatening about me and my friends. But y'all came down yeah. and they acted like complete assholes. Yeah. And it's because they're threatened and yeah. afraid. And that's, like, kind of awesome. It's not easy either. Yeah. Venus opened up. She, like, did a, she did a couple stores because there's, like, no more, there's no, like, rave wear stores yeah. in New York City. Like, you can't get... A fucking like a fishnet crop yeah, top. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't get like a glow in the dark choker and like yeah. a pacifier like yeah. in any fuck. You know what I mean? Like I was on St. Mark's the other night. A and phallic like, symptom ring. Yeah, you, you know, like you it's like those. where do you even like? There's there's the supply has plummeted, so they are. I know what I'm getting, Tremel, for you know Christmas. What I mean? <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to bless you, know what I mean? you dog. Like, I don't know. It was also like how, like, I guess it's hard to not sort of it's it's hard to like plan for that it's impossible to plan for that really you know what i mean but right. uh i just also love the idea of like a camping retreat but just like with like a hard style fucking industrial trance music right. and like, right, right, right. probably you know a fair amount of like questionable substances or whatever you know what i'm saying like it's so like the contrast was already right probably a huge appeal of them throwing this you know, you know? I, I, but kinda... I didn't see that shit coming though that's crazy I kind of went camping on Sunday because I didn't leave my apartment. You that know? counts. That counts. And I kept, I ordered Seamless four different times. Hell yeah. And I only got one of the orders because of the marathon. Oh, shit. And I felt like it was like the higher, like a higher power. Yeah. Being like, yo, dog. Yeah, you're And I'm not even one of those people. <laughs> like, I don't, like, whatever. You did I don't the mannequin challenge, like, on your couch. Yeah, exactly, 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 <laughs> exactly. And so I'm sitting there, and, like, they kept canceling the orders because, you know, the city was in gridlock. Right. And so, you know, I ended up, I don't know if it was because of guilt or whatever, I ended up working out last night. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Do you work Do you work out off? Are you a gym rat? More I'm not a gym. I don't believe in that. I like to run, and I jump rope. I do sit-ups, push-ups, and I play ball. Cool, but I like the idea of being in a in a in an equinox. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is terrifying. Not yeah. terrifying to me. It's just very corny. Yeah, and I don't mean to shit on people who you know love going to the gym. Yeah, you know. But it's crazy because people have been saying that for the longest. Like it's all like I like. There was this like Michael Musto story where he's talking about like in the I think like early nineties or whatever. He's like nightlife is dead. Yeah, like the new club is the gym. Yeah, it's like that always what? happens you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, this yeah. weird fitness like cool fitness 
right. know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, I don't know if it's like if it's people's lifestyles. You but know? you know what though? The weird thing about that Equinox story and mm-hmm. about that is that it's not like the club is um, is recreational, is fun. You go in there to you know get laid, have a good time, mm-hmm. dance, whatever. Mm-hmm. Equinox is like a cult. Yeah. And there's so much soul cycle, all, that mint, stuff. all of that, yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. such a and and you know I'm I'm not I'm not trying to uh, belittle anybody that has insecurities. We all got insecurities. I got yeah. a million of them. You know we could, we could have an insecurity episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll let them out. That would be you know, sick, so I'll actually. let the chopper fly with the insecurities. That would be dope. But I don't fuck with people and in institutions that prey on people's insecurities. Yeah. And that's what to me. Yeah. Though like a lot of those places do. That makes sense. Is they make it, you know, so there's all these different tiers and all these, you know, there's always another room as my friend Dan always says, yeah, like there's yeah, always yeah. another room. Yeah, yeah. And like that is fucked up to mm-hmm. me. You know? Nah, that makes sense. It's like I mean it's still it's like being a part of something. It's like being a fucking like a fucking ghetto gothic kid. It's yeah. like the same shit of yeah. like, oh, this is us and we know so much more than everyone else, you know? Not to be like fuck you guys but like what you're saying is true you know like that's a huge it's not just about like oh i want like a better body for the summer yeah there's like a there's you, like a whole other you know what i mean do you work out man true. i was <laughs> i was hoping you would ask that. <laughs> i'm uh you know i'm in quite the position to criticize people who go to the gym because i do not mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. uh nah <laughs> nah i mean yeah no not in the least bit um nah i probably should when was maybe. the last time you like went to the gym and worked out high school without question high school yeah damn yeah without question respect yeah <laughs> respect. i didn't mean to like that's the first time i've ever stumped tremels yeah right <laughs> I hit i'm like with the workout was question. there any kind of physical yeah. activity that could count as nope yeah no, no. no like no, i went no, to no. tremels like yo what's the mm-hmm. meaning of life he has bars for me yeah <laughs> i asked him when was the last time he worked out he's like uh <laughs> shit mm, yeah i don't know what like two and a half years and ago, then people I, are always like oh man i pulled my knee oh man like i did this oh man da, da, da. and i'm like see that's why you shouldn't work out what's wrong with you like i'm fine Dog, you're no wild. injuries. You're wild. <laughs> Wait, this is the. This, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is the uh, part of the podcast where I ask Jamela's age and he tells me 25 and rolls his eyes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, there we go. It's a learning process. I'm telling you, G, the old, like, I, I know, hate to be I that guy. I know. I know. I hate to be that guy. I know, Jamel. Uncle Marky. I know. Listen, Thank man. You. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> no, I'm the, trying to, to tell the, you, man. Maybe we should do a rich friend run. Maybe we should yeah. do that. That could be cool. Yeah, I'm 26 miles. Yeah. Just make that bitch a marathon, a rich friend marathon. Did you hear about uh, the Harvard soccer team? You were telling me. crazy. You, you were, like, you, yeah, you were, like, yeah. there was this, um, speaking of, like, the absurdities of athletics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, like, the Harvard men's team basically had this really, like, weird kind of, like, like really fucked up tradition of like ranking all the incoming um, women's soccer players, and made this like huge, by their looks, yeah, and had like like a like a burn book of like this is what we think about this like oh and this girl and like blah 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 and like Harvard found out and they were like oh word okay yeah season's over as dope as I think Harvard is for doing that yeah however mm-hmm. the state schools and like Harvard is not who I'm necessarily worried about like there is chauvinism and um fucked up opinions toward women and Mm -hmm. oppression everywhere Mm -hmm. however i will feel much better when like 
the states like that shit yeah, happens yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. in yeah. schools yeah, yeah like harvard is well they're the city on the hill you know they're yeah. like the shining examples so. i guess i guess i but don't know no, i don't true. think that they're actually the shining example and, and maybe that's part, that's like that's my point mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it were like notre dame right or or um you know the University like of Oklahoma, yeah, because because yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. commerce, right, right. It's like right, if right, if, right, if you right. want to change something, show yeah. people to fuck up the money, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, and it doesn't need to be soccer; it needs to be yeah. football. It needs to be like oh, that's no. what I'm saying. That's why it, it seems so. It seemed like reaction was obviously necessary, and like some something was necessary, but canceling the season seems so just odd. Not wrong, but like whoa, like right. who is. Also, who, you know what I mean? Like, what's the lesson? Being, what happens there? You know, I what, don't know. What if you didn't participate in that, and that's how you got yeah, your scholarship and then you're on the team? And then, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and you're just some like, poor kid, and now you get to go to Harvard to play a game, and yeah. then you find out that they're out here ranking women, and now you don't, you no you're longer like, get what scholarship. The fuck? Y'all didn't even let me come to that fucking right. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even get to yeah, come to like, the game. You guys were ranking women. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, meanwhile, I mean, was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was nuts. It was like, and then on the one hand, I feel like even if we like. You know, is it? You have to imagine like those. You know, those women, those young women, like showed up to play just like everybody else. You know, they're athletes just like everybody else. So it's like they shouldn't be subjected to that shit, especially like in a way where it seemed like it was very institutionalized. Like, oh yeah, this is what we do. This team. is like a tradition. Yeah, you know but what dog, I mean? how many times have we seen? This is this is an. <laughs> how many times have we seen? Like fraternities, sororities, absolutely. You see that they're chanting both, both ra- ways, singing racist songs, or they don't like get oh, rid of Greek life. Yeah, I they didn't don't, know about that part. Oh, but. well, I mean, yes. Yeah. The 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 terrible things that happen to women with fraternities and sororities. Right, that, right, right. That is a whole. That is a whole fucked up, mm-hmm. crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, like the like, I want schools to crack down on all of that. Yeah, it's hard. To too. me, this yeah. was just a very specific and kind of strange thing where they threw the book at it i mm-hmm. definitely think they should have done exactly what they did mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like a win like patagonia is another one that's really good with that like they as you know as if they are like needed another reason to just be like a dope ass brand but um they like have like uh one of the best sort of like practices or like policies in order as far as like maternity leave and like just things that like you know what i mean they have like 100 yeah. percent like retention rate of moms that are like you know employed or whatever and like they have like daycares like on the like campus of the company or whatever and like school buses that like shuttle kids and like a lot of stuff where they're like they've like taken like this holistic approach to employment of like families basically people are super loyal to the company because of that you know so it's like it goes it goes to show like it's not that hard if you actually give it thought, you know, if you're right. trying to be like preventative instead of reactionary, you know, you right. can like create those environments that people feel better about being in than they want to be in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What's a celebrity that you kind of unjustifiably dislike? I won't use the word hate because that's strong, but like you just kind of don't have like a really solid reason. Like, obviously, you could dislike Trump, but like who is somebody that you kind of don't have a real reason to dislike? You just dislike them. Lil Yachty. Wow. I know that's lame. I did not fucking expect that. I know that's corny. It's, it's, he's just such a troll to me. He's just so like, come on, man. He's so the he's just like the, the lowest hanging fruit possible. You know what I mean? Like scraping dust off the ground. Like the <laughs> most just like, oh this, oh word, yeah, this is okay. I'll do this too. Oh, all right, yeah, like you know what I mean? You don't think there's any originality? Dog. 
I'm mean, asking. I'm asking not a leading question. You can. Now. You can feel me. Uh, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> I like this. I like this. You know. I but I've I've mentally gotten to if I do meditate, the, this is my process of like Zen. Yeah. Or like Buddhism or whatever, or just like let it be, like be like water. Is yeah. like knowing that like the shit that you hate in that respect like is likely gonna just dissipate anyway. Right. Um. But and just not letting it like affect you, but. I'm just like, man, like, McConan fucking sat in his crib, like, on house arrest for however many, like, months or years and, like, made up a whole style by himself, recorded, like, hundreds of songs by himself that nobody heard, like, damn near, like, went crazy, like, came out of that, made hits, right? connect Metro and fucking Sunny Digital and FKI and, like, all, and, like, Southside and all the best producers in Atlanta, like, found this and were like, oh, my God this is the most original shit that I've ever heard. I'm going to, like, we have to spruce this up and make it even crazier. Blew up. And then but why are you some kid dyes his hair red and just takes his... Have you heard Minnesota? Right, you're saying that this... Yeah, kid, man, yeah. it's the same. It's the it's the same it's thing. The it's, it's the, the same, same sauce. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, when I, when I first heard Yachty on... I first heard him on OVO, and it was... Um, I should have known... That there was, I should have known. Oh, shit. <laughs> but cannon, like, cannon, I heard, like, cannon. I first, I heard Minnesota, and I was like, okay, all right, like the kids are doing McConan style stuff now, like that's cool. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, you know, he just proved to be much more media savvy and was able to just sort of like catapult himself by virtue of like this whole everything but original ideas and original music, you know, which is always just like a thorn in my side <laughs> i love there but, was this interview you know, with yadi where he was like they asked him about you know they they love hip-hop journalists love to ask him about old school hip-hop because they yeah. know he's gonna yeah i don't know why they keep asking this motherfucker the same questions over and over again i hate that mm-hmm. but he was like i didn't i didn't i don't know if, i think he asked him about biggie he was like i didn't i didn't really listen to biggie i, I ain't grow up listening to biggie but i lived through drake and i fucked with that but you I know fucked what else that. you know why i fucked with that because it was honest like, okay, dislike it if you want to dislike it. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. what he's saying, that the fact that Soulja Boy is in his top five rappers of all time, mm-hmm. like that makes him less of a credible rapper in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's like 12. Mm-hmm. He's not really 12. He's like, what is he, 19 or something? Look at he's super young. Like, oh, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Drake Drake is who he lived through. That's, that's fair. So he didn't live through Biggie, he lived through Drake, right? Yeah. So he didn't live through Nautica then either, right? Nautica, Biggie wore Nautica, right? Nautica was a mid nineties. There are many brand, entries right? into Nautica. Well, this is my point, right? Is that you, this kid, is so savvy that he knows. Oh, the right answer to the old school rapper question is, oh, I don't know Biggie songs, and then everyone talks about it, and now I'm more famous because I'm Lil Yachty. So you think it's, but it's he's full calculating of shit because he raps about Aaliyah and fucking brick phones and Nautica and a million other things that were popular way before he was born. I feel like that whole generation of youth is like obsessively nostalgic and all they want to do is like wear Tommy and like, you know what I mean? Like, make I, some, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't you so think he knows exactly who he knows all that shit, but he just also knows, okay, I can troll my way into infamy, like, which has right. pros- possibly been like the biggest lesson in 2016. You know what I mean? Like that is and, literally the you know, biggest like, lesson of and, 2016, and, and it works and it continues to work. You know what you I mean? It's like he... how could you, in the same breath, be like, "Oh yeah, like Nautica, like my whole fucking 
whatever like clothing line shit is Nautica because but Nautica Tramiel, is isn't sick. that just because it has a boat on like, it? You know, no. But this is my point. Is He's that little boat? You can. This it is, has a boat on it. Right. Right. So that. Yep. I don't think it's because of Biggie. No. I don't think. What my point is is that you can't claim generational ignorance if you're cherry picking references. Right. Okay. You can't be like. Oh, like what, Biggie? Like what? That's whack. It's like, yo, dog. Like you're a rapper, and this is not even some age stuff. Like Anderson Pack even said it. He was like, yo, it's not cool to not know shit about the thing that you're doing. It's not, you know what I mean? Like when did that become popping to not know anything about the culture that you're in? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know so, shit about podcasts. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> you know, but I'm saying, no, I don't know. If you ask me. What that's celebrity that's it. I secretly hate? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You I, know, that's I don't know if he qualifies as a celebrity yet. He does. Um, he's he's famous. Yeah, that's dope. His hair is famous. His hair is famous. I don't know. If he's he's famous. famous. Who's your? I'm sure you have a better answer than that. I don't think it's a better answer. answer. I don't, I don't think it's a better answer. But I really despise Michael Strahan. <laughs> I like mm. Michael Strahan <laughs> and his lisp. Mm, it, he it, didn't choose the lisp though he can't you know it's man, not like it's he not like is, red hair he's got so much money he could have fixed his lisp Aww. but you know what you know what the lisp is indicative of though what is it he's kind of, of he's kind of buffoonish mm. he to is me it, is it what is it Kelly, Kelly and Michael is that your yeah, problem yeah but he's yeah. not on it no more no okay yeah but yeah he's not on that no more but the the cats when I went and got my hair cut today mm-hmm. and they always watch the show Mm-hmm. So for like the last, <laughs> what barbershop do you go to? <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. They're all West Indians, but they love that. It's so weird. It's Wait, Kelly Ripper? Does that? Yeah, Kelly Ripper, whatever shit. fucking name. So I would. I've been watching that show like once every two weeks that since I moved to New York. So amazing. And I always go you in the morning. Need to pass that contact ASAP, dog. I Yo. need to just at least walk through this barbershop. That's <laughs> fucking incredible. It's so weird. But listen, watch Michael Strahan. Now I think he's on like Today Show or something like shit like that. But uh-huh. like. Michael Strain, he's always dancing. He's always he's always like the butt of the joke. Yeah. But like that doesn't make you funny. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is funny. Yeah. He tells a joke. He uses wit and intelligence and 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 all those things like yeah. to to say something funny, to be something funny. Mm-hmm. He can use physicality to be funny, but he's not the butt of the joke mm-hmm. constantly. This motherfucker is always the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. And I think the lisp is petty. And it's whack to make fun of somebody for something like that. But it You it, think even if he's not aware, it's a part of what people see yes, as like this it's a part. It's yeah. a part and I and I don't mean to make it right just racial, right. but it's a part of what makes him so um what's the coded word? So um uh like um easy to digest and yeah. like like yeah democratic. Yeah. That's what makes him not threatening to the woman in Dallas. You know, that's watching her television in the morning because daytime television, you know, they have like one set demographic that they think this is what daytime television These is. These are the only people that wake up yeah. early in the morning. Like, and so I'm, I just, <laughs> or that aren't at work, <laughs> unfortunately, like, that's what they think that aren't at work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so to me, I'm like, yo, this guy, here's a guy who's made a shitload of money who, you know, for the most part, especially in New York, mm-hmm. like it's crazy to say something bad about him because everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. He's always on your taxi TV, mm-hmm. and every time I see him, I yeah, get that's really so the only upset. time I see him is taxi TV. Definitely, he, and even that taxi TV is the worst place to be. Yeah, I feel he's that. tried to come on the show seven times, and I've said no every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That also is not true. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if he ever asked, that's mad funny. Actually, I would love for him to come on the show. Yeah, that would be good. It would be like when Michael Scott. I don't, this is an office. This is a, I don't give a fuck. I'm making a joke. It'd be like when Michael Scott, um, 
gave Toby his review in the office, the HR director, he hated. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, what gives you the right? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> that shit is funny. Yeah. yeah, I don't fuck with that dude. Man. Yeah, that's real. What do you, I don't know. I don't know how he hurt you, but... Well, uh, <laughs> he, all I'm saying, he didn't make broccoli, and broccoli's a jam. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It. No, it, yeah, broccoli's a jam, bro. Columbine, nineteen ninety what? Nineteen ninety nine. That's the reason everyone loves that song. How old were you, Yadi? Fucking five. How do you know about Columbine? You don't know about. You know what I mean? That's why I say <laughs> that his whole thing is yeah. this fucking selective nostalgia. So you can't. You know, I'm sorry. You <laughs> opened it back up. You opened the wound again. I'm mad. The whole Tramiel. point of that song is Colum- is Columbine. That's the whole fucking song, right? No. Yes, it is. I'm so. I'm saying as far as its appeal, the reason that it took off. If you I- test my gang, we're gonna turn this shit to Columbine. That's the fucking face of the whole song. It's not the chorus. All it takes is one well timed culturally Fucking, yeah, yeah thing to just like shoot something out front you know and i'm just like you play both sides in this like really fucking just like calculated like transparent way right. you know and people are too just down for whatever to like call you out on it you know you know what something that we both can agree on was amazing what and is amazing what did you see that penguin fight video yes i did <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking the whole time, and I always think this, and I, you know, I'm like a National Geographic like fan. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you know? How do you get that footage? Like, who's camped out and spending that much That's time with what penguins? They do. That's what they do. They you just spend all your time with penguins. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's Joseph's penguin. He's well, fucking that, Joseph's I mean, penguin. I mean, the, nar- the narratives are like, that is where it's like, I guess you have to be a fucking zoologist or something, but like... How did he know, bro? Right, right, right. Like, how did you How did you know that that, that penguin that was creeping? Yeah. Do you know yeah, how much yeah, time yeah. you have to spend with penguins? I mean, they probably just know. as easily could have just like cut that footage up in a way and made... No, believe it could something, be like Tramiel. No, fuck TV. that. No, 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 like, no, no, no. We're not TV doing that. Unplug his mic. Tequila Avion. Unplug this motherfucker's mic. Did you Believe in something, Tramiel. Did you watch Planet Earth? Yeah. Yeah, so like... You know, in the like the extras, if you're really if you're if you're if you're really down with Planet Earth, you know that in the extras, as the credits roll, they do the behind the scenes where they're like, oh yeah, like the team hiked up three thousand miles up this mountain and camped out for two months yeah. to get this one shot get, of yeah, this yeah, yeah. like whatever, and like uh, they really of this bird yawning, yeah, like, <laughs> the fuck? yeah, like they really lived that. Like Planet Earth is coming back too. I heard, I saw that. Who would be a good Narrator? Uh, yeah, man. Who um, would be, yeah. I always thought it would be amazing if you could get, like, ODB, mm-hmm. like, before he passed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, like, like Tracy Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Like, somebody whose voice is, like, kind of like, yo, this is, this is bananas. Yeah. But I want the narrators, the thing, the great thing, first of all, Morgan Freeman, God level. But mm-hmm. they don't react like we react when we watch it. Mm-hmm. Like he was super calm in narrating the penguin fight, but mm-hmm. I wanted him to be like, "Oh shit!" Like, damn, she chose that. You know what I mean? Like, you know who I think would be an excellent, like, not even in a funny way, an excellent narrator for Planet Earth? Who? Drake. I think Drake would be amazing. You know what? At narrating I'm not, Planet I'm Earth. I'm not doing this. I think he would be Tramiel. fucking incredible. He would be so where, poised. Where are we stew. at with unplugging Tremel? Like, <laughs> Excuse I'm me. I'm serious. That would Where be are we huge, at with unplugging? It would be it, huge like, for him. It would be huge for Planet Earth. <laughs> he would be so like, you know what I mean? He would be so fucking in tune. You talk about somebody being able to read the penguins' emotions and like the dynamics wow. of what's going on. He would be fucking. That's like 
a legit like real idea. He's like, I've been there before. People. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that would be fucking amazing. He could I think sing, it would be he awesome. Could do like a little. Oh come on, let's not even talk about the fucking like sinks that are possible. The, the, the licensing room, opportunities. Marvin's igloo. Come on, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? Like views from Antarctica? Like come right, on, come like, on. What are you talking about? Right. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Tremel, you know what the best is? Nah, man. You wanna know what the fucking best is? Yeah, 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 I do. Apologies. Apologies are the best. Like, they're one of the few things that only humans can do. I mean, if you think about it, like, most mammals can eat, drink, sleep, play, show affection, show hate, show fear, but they can't apologize. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, after those penguins brutally slapped the shit out of each other, they didn't, like, touch flippers and say, my bad, penguin. And the floozy penguin that caused the whole ruckus, she didn't apologize for cheating on her bae and getting him beat up and put on world star hip-hop. Apologizing just isn't about making the other person feel better after you wrong them. And it isn't just about alleviating guilt. It's a declaration of humanity. Flawed, malleable humanity. I'm human, and because I'm human, I can make any choice. And on that day, at that time, I made the wrong choice. My bad. And that's awesome. One of the greatest apologies in recent memory took place this week in a little magazine called The New Yorker. You ever heard of it, Tremel? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Glenn Beck, right-wing nut job who once said Obama hated all white people, who also said that he was thinking about killing Michael Moore, who also said, and I quote, all the Katrina victims we're seeing on TV are scumbags. That guy admitted that he was wrong. At least about a few things. He said, I did a lot of freaking out about Obama, but Obama made me a better man. He even went on to further admit that he stands with the Black Lives Matter movement, saying, and I quote, there are a few unique things about the African-American experience that I cannot relate to. And I had to listen to them. Wow. I'm not saying that you have to accept his apology or that it's even the greatest apology in the history of apologies. But I damn sure respect him for apologizing and for admitting his humanity, for admitting that on that day, at that time, he made the wrong choice. In an Internet age where everything we say is marbleized and cemented for eternity, it's nice to admit a flaw, to admit your humanity. So, inspired by his actions, I'm going to apologize for some shit that I did. Ashley, I'm sorry for making fun of the way you chew and saying you sound like Macy Gray. Adam, I'm sorry for taking screenshots of you in a leopard leotard and texting it to some friends and some family and just a few random people whose numbers are on my phone. And Warren, I'm super duper sorry about almost killing you two art bosles ago. But in my defense, your lungs were lazy and weak before we met. You've had asthma your whole life. So this is kind of on you. Friends, on those days, at those times, I made the wrong choice, and for that, I apologize. And you know what, Tramel? I feel so good after that because apologizing is the best. You should feel good, man. It's a weight off, like, yeah. you know, boulder off my chest. No, it's, it's, it takes a big person, man. <laughs> but you know what the worst is? Nah, what's the worst? Like, man? absolutely, like, unanimously, universally the worst? Nah, what's the worst? Shrinkage is the worst. <laughs> what, what kind of shrink- Clothing, Clothing shrinkage. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's the most sinister piece of owning clothes. Sometimes, a thing you were trying to make better becomes markedly worse directly because of your efforts. One of the worst feelings is pulling your favorite shirt out of a fresh pile of laundry, letting it fall open, and just feeling, knowing that something is terribly, terribly wrong. A sleeve doesn't hang how it used to. A collar looks an inch too snug. Something has changed, and there's no going back. Or maybe there is. As you could probably guess... I had a shirt shrink over the weekend. 
It was devastating. I didn't know who to blame. The drop-off laundry service, the good folks at APC, my gut? No, no, you never blame the gut. In fact, the gut told me that deep down I knew it was my fault. My shirt didn't deserve this fate, so I looked up de-shrinking methods, and they almost all seemed too sus to be true. Soak your shirt in hair conditioner and stretch. Soak your shirt in vinegar and stretch. Sit in a tub filled with lukewarm water with your jeans on and think loose thoughts. What a price to pay. Even the concept of pre-shrunk fabrics feels cruel. We ruined this shirt before we sold it to you, so it's all good. No, it's all bad. In fact, it's worse than bad. It's the fucking worst. Yo, I agree. I agree. That shit is awful. Terrible. So, Tramel called me and goes, I've got the most perfect guest for the show. I'm so excited for this, guys. He found him. Honestly, it's the best thing Tramel has ever done on this fucking podcast. <laughs> and I'm and I just cannot be more excited. Man. Tramel, tell the people yeah. who we got so today, with us tonight. Uh we're joined by like um a true legend. Uh I was watching um as you know, as you guys may know, uh Tribe Quest is putting out another album this week. Um and I was watching a bunch of their old Drops videos. today? Uh I think it I think it might be today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be today. So we're joined today. By Jim Swafield. He's a video director with probably uh, the craziest IMDb page you've ever seen. Um, it's he's very rare. Uh, the director behind some of the most classic A Tribe Called Quest videos, which, in my personal opinion, are like among the most like underrated music videos, period. True. Uh, the Name a few of, of them. I mean, uh, Can I Kick It? Um, uh, uh, God, you, can, you can let the people know yourself, too. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, Can I Kick It? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, check she, the Rhyme. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, jazz bugging out. As in, yo, like, as in, like, the fucking, like, eye popping out, like, shit, like, oh, like, these are, like, iconic images that, like, have, you know, I, obviously without, it goes without saying, I'm a huge, huge Tribe fan. They're, like, the true Black Beatles to me. Right. See, like, that's funny, because you're a huge Tribe fan. I'm a huge R. Kelly fan. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and our guy also directed trapped in the closet right as if that wasn't enough as if that wasn't enough right right the tribe right. classics right which to I, I first of all man thank you so much for coming on the show yeah seriously it's great to be here yeah, can we man. get you a drink can we sure. get, you need anything yeah man we're uh drinking don lemons right now um it's pretty pretty awesome i'm glad to pour you up one uh and yeah man you can uh thank the good folks at tequila avion yeah. for uh these solid cocktails <laughs> all right uh, but yeah like you know where are you from where am I from? Yeah. I'm from. I grew up outside Boston. So how do you link up with Q how the how the hell? Yeah, yeah. like what? Um, I moved to New York back in like '81 and started working in production and that sort of thing. And was and that the, always the plan? Were you like, I want to get out there to New York and like do? Yeah, film yeah. I think I, I, I think I was. I, I had an interest in filmmaking and that sort of thing. And yeah, for whatever reason, gravitated down here and then. Worked on a bunch of different things, and then uh, I guess fast forward to '91, um, I had met a woman at Jive, Ann Carly, who was head of artist development, and mm -hmm. it came time to do the final single off the first Tribe album, mm -hmm. um, "Can I Kick It?" and I met his management, and we met the group, and things seemed. Uh, together so yeah how, how old were you then 
old was I then? I was uh, I was like thirty. Can I say? And I don't yeah. I don't want you to take this the yeah, wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when Tramel called me, yeah. he's like, "Yo, I found this guy." You know, he directed the Can yeah. I Kick It music video. Yeah. I expected like a real earthy looking black dude. Like I expected well, a guy who's like Q-tip but a music director. Right, and right. and the people in podcast land can't see this, but that's not really your vibe. <laughs> no, it, well, which is interesting because um, once I had done the tribe, those that series of tribe videos, yeah. a lot of different hip hop artists wanted to work with the guy who did the tribe videos. Right, that's right. what I, that's what right. I'm assuming. And it was always like, I would get the job and show up, and they go, "Wait a minute, you're him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but generally. You know, I found if you just stayed focused on trying to learn right. what was their essence and try and contribute to that. It's interesting because I feel like music videos are so important now, right? They went through this weird period of like kind of being whatever they weren't on TV and then they were online. And now it's like they're right back at the forefront almost. And like we think about directors now as like kids with cameras. You know right. what I mean? But right. in that era when people were still huge record label artists all that stuff was probably a lot more like formalized or that whole process of like connecting with an artist i mean you you know you say you were 30 when you made those videos and like there's kids that are like 22 now they just sort of like do it on their own a lot of people say that's awesome but i have to imagine in your like in that era like there were differences that probably made it easier to make these sort of like more ambitious or iconic projects that we see you know what i mean like what was it like working in the field at that well, time. Like, I mean, how were you navigating it? You no, know? it was different because not every man was making stuff with their mobile device. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it was much more of a process in terms of... And there, and, and there were a lot of barriers to entry because to right. make a video, you had to shoot film and you had to get it transferred. You couldn't just... Go, basically now, anyone can... You know, everyone can make something. Yeah. Um, is that good or bad? The way it is now? Yeah, that I everyone think it's can good. I, I mean, you, you know, from a... Productions become democratized, and it's a completely not only the production but the distribution. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, now right. someone conceivably doesn't even need a label; they can just make something and put it out. You mm -hmm. know. But that being said, you know the level of the production value, or well, it's funny because I was looking at some old tribe stuff and thinking about it, and even the audio, the way they produced it, everything was so much more complicated. Yeah, yeah, it was like alternate mm -hmm. versions of songs for the videos, it, but, and but like the, the tools, like, you know. It, the tools, you know, just like editing any of those videos was like scenario or something was very complex, but you could do yeah, on a laptop. You're now. just going to drop right. that like that, real right. casual? Right. Editing <laughs> scenario? No, no. I mean, That's it was legendary. It was like yeah. 35 layers or yeah. something yeah. back then, which was was crazy. So right, right, right. But I mean, you made a good point in that in that I I, I think because I, there were barriers to entry. Mm -hmm. Back so then, like someone had to have seen your work and been like, we want to take some of this album budget and give it to right. you to but, make, but, but, you know? But in keeping with your point, um, back then, videos like Tribe Called Quest videos compared to other huge like pop artists right, right. were like low budget videos. Right, right? Okay? right, right. So like on all those videos, we sort of... You know, a lot, some of them were shot with a Bolex, and we'd just meet up, and we'd shoot a little bit, and then look at it, and get to, you know, go out to Queens and shoot a little bit more. Or, mm -hmm. You know, they were sort of patched together. And in, in fact, those early hip-hop videos 
were probably well, yeah, like similar to the way videos. people make stuff now. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, right, right. they weren't Janet Jackson videos. Absolutely. Right. And they weren't... Yeah. There were no spaceships. That's what's sort of crazy about exactly. watching them now is that but, you can yeah. sort of see... You can almost see the process in it in a way. Like, you can see, like, oh, they're sort of, like, in a studio and they, like, built these props and they are, like, throwing around the dot on the eye or they're, like, in front of this blue wall and, like, cutting cutting between, like, different colored, like, shirts and stuff. like You know what I mean? You can, like, see it in a way where it's, like, now we have these tools so we know how it yeah. happens, but it's still just... And, like, and, and I mean, in videos now often are much simpler than they were in the golden right. age of videos. Right. right. What was Tribe like back in the day? They were really cool. I mean, they were really... They would... We would go into a video and usually they'd have a couple ideas they wanted to explore in that video mm-hmm. yeah and then i'd just throw some stuff out and we'd i mean a number of those videos we we made we didn't just have a one shoot day we'd shoot and we'd mess around with it and shoot a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah that sort of thing but they but they were i mean i think it was it was you know their personality allowed I think they were open-minded enough. Yeah. If I came in and 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 said some stuff that they thought was funny or cool or whatever, that they were willing to trust that. Do you remember any like specific sort of instances like that where like something that you brought up or that you had sort of thought about that they were like, oh, that's cool or like you know? Yeah, like like I mean, we can go through the different videos. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know, like for instance, on "Can I Kick It," which was the first one, which mm-hmm. is the the last video off the first album because mm-hmm. I did all the videos on Low End Theory mm-hmm. but I also did the last video before Low End Theory which I which kind of to me is like a transition video from the earlier videos where they're like their style I know Q-Tip the, they said they wanted to wear on the in the exterior part they wanted to be more street and they wanted to wear like yeah. hoodies yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. and I think they were transitioning out of like the bohemian thing yep 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 and uh the, the fits in that video are insane yeah, for the record. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's still some some of that stuff in in the studio part. But the other thing, in addition to the hood, they wanted to wear hood. They wanted to be called the hoods. Mm-hmm. They wanted to all wear champion mm-hmm. uh sweatshirts. Jerobi and Ali wore other pattern hoods, but the guys from De La Soul and they all they were in that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. The other thing the tip wanted to do was he wanted, he said, I just want to have, I want to be in a studio and have an it. And I said, what? He goes, like an it, an I and a T, you know? So, (laughs) to kick, you know, the kick. Right, right. And, um, uh, and, and that was, I think that was inspired maybe from that, uh, there was a Bobby Brown video, Every Little Step or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That, it was like 1988, that Uh had, it was a big, high-budget video with, you know, a beautifully designed, like every little step you you take mm-hmm. or something, a big yeah. soundstage. Yeah, I think he wanted to sort of like reference that, right? And, and, but have it be stupid and just ridiculous because yeah. it's an it. So what gets you in front of Q-Tip? I made I made a lot of I I mean I I first I was P like production assistant on commercials mm-hmm. and then I started editing. I I I was part of a public access uh, to get access to like a video camera like public access TV in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started assistant directing on videos for other directors, like decent artists. Then I started editing. I was editing, and I started editing. I, I did, like, Lenny Kra- like Let Love Rule by Lenny Kravitz and stuff like that. And uh, In, the uh, like, the MTV anthology, like the oral history? Yeah. It was, like, a, 
a huge part of what was going on when music videos got super integral to like an artist promotion or whatever like you would be on mtv and then your album would sell 10 million copies or whatever and if you weren't that was like make or break you know mm -hmm. um was the fact that like directors didn't really get any credit besides the little like title card that pops up when the video starts that's where you see your name but you don't go on stage at the vmas or you don't you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that was just something that a lot of directors then talked about who then went on to be sort of huge in like film or whatever like was that did you sort of encounter that in any way or i feel like you have like you've maintained like a pretty low profile overall yeah was that something that was in the air at that time that you remember like working in the field well, well, I think at least in the MTV era, that little name in the corner was something. Right, like on right, Devo right. or something. True. Yeah, it's yeah, often yeah. never there. Yeah. Though that's why a lot of directors put their names into the titles right. of the actual picture. Yeah. You know? if I because directed, that's a branding thing. Yeah. If I directed the Can I Kick It music video, my, my <laughs> shit would be like every 12 seconds. <laughs> Mark Anthony Green. Right. Can I Kick It, Mark Anthony Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you would be in incredible. it. Well, I got, yeah. I got, I got some, I, I was digging through the the uh, archives and I found a bunch of stuff from uh, Check the Rhyme mm -hmm. that's never been seen that I was going to put up today. Right, right, right. Um, on my Instagram. Oh, that so, would be so So sick. you got to check. What's your Instagram so people can check Jim it? It's just Jim Swaffield. Nice. Yeah. J-I-M-S-W-A-F-F-I-E-L-D. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff. Like we, I mean that video, that's please. probably my favorite video. Please, please. Yeah, indulge us. Yeah. Just for a number of reasons. Uh, one, the song is to me is like the perfect, the structure of the song, the way it goes back and forth between mm -hmm. Q-Tip and Fife. Mm -hmm. The one, yeah. one begins it and mm -hmm. sets the other guy up, and he does the verse. Right. Then there's the chorus. The next guy begins it. it mm -hmm. It's so symmetrical mm -hmm. and, and beautiful. But and it's funny too because that that video, which they're t at the time in 1991, they're talking about back in the day. When they were like little kids, yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, right. But right. in a way that it's like an evergreen video because it's almost like back in the day when they were tribe called Quest. Was there like any specific, like as far as like the concepts or the visuals that came behind it? Like, what, you okay, know what I mean? like, uh, on that one, on that one, the the main the the thing they definitely wanted to do was do a live performance, right, on the roof of this dry cleaner, yeah. in St Albans, which is called Nuclear Clean New N U hyphen clear cleaners but it's like nuclear yeah yeah <laughs> like and and i remember q-tip saying in his voice yeah we just want to perform on nuclear cleaners and i'm going like what <laughs> yeah you know but then we went out there and saw it but uh, so we try to do stuff i mean a lot of aside from the performance which was in black and white we mm -hmm. we did just shots of them around the neighborhood because it was about their neighborhood and they so, brought like you guys brought all the what did it take to wrangle those massive crowds that we see in so many that wasn't wrangled that, like, we just set know? the thing up and those people just, just came. came right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so they just go up there and like turn the sound on and then like the whole hood just comes out yeah yeah it's crazy and um but all the other stuff most of it was shot against a green screen which we set up in st albans park like a piece of linoleum painted green mm -hmm. against a basketball fence and it was like july it was like a hundred and it was a really hot week. It was like 108 and or 104 or something. And uh, so we shot. We just covered performance of the of the track that way. And then we went around with a Bolex and just shot little background plates of, you know, there's 
Fife's grandmother's house and Tip's house and mm. just the different streets and stuff and mm. from different angles. And we sort of, sort of jump cut it. Sometimes the backgrounds like pop to the beat mm-hmm. while they don't change. Sometimes they change. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, once again, doing that, like we'd have like three or four video uh, tape machines running at the same time in a switcher and just be drumming the cuts. Like not, it wasn't cut. It was like drummed. Crazy. That stuff. Yeah. But, and then there were these little Polaroid animations um, where you just took pictures with a Polaroid of them and uh, and played them, changed the Polaroids and, and placed them in another location there. But the reason I brought the Polaroids was a cool thing about those is, and I still have them, is that unlike a digital media, which is basically you can replicate it and mm-hmm. those those little artifacts were the things that were there right. the day we shot them. Right. So they're pretty right. precious little things. Right, like a sentimental value to them. Right. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're the actual thing. And you, you know, were and, kind enough to bring a few for us to keep here today, so we just want to thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm going <laughs> to that, my guy. Sign them and hand them out. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. man, JS. Thank I you, mean, it's, it's, it's wild to think that, like, to do cool things, you had to be so creative, like you said, about the process of about how we even going to make this look the way that we want it to look. There's so much more yeah. sort of thought that has to go into, and it was you know? sort of. I mean, they were all sort of random too. We uh-huh. were just experimenting, and some stuff didn't didn't work, and some worked. And, yeah, yeah. You know. But they were great to work with because they were, you know, I was kind of naive, and I would just throw stuff out. I mean, they were the perfect like hip hop group to work with mm-hmm. when you hadn't worked with tons of hip hop groups yet, because mm-hmm. like they were. They were just experimenting and, and exploring and open to stuff. I mean, if, if they thought something was, was corny or crazy, they'd say, but... Right, Give us right, one right. idea. You came to them and thought you had, like, the idea, and then they were like, no, nah, dog, this isn't it. All right, the bugging out. You have... This was in your... I could tell, like, this was... <laughs> you you <laughs> felt this. Tell yeah. us. Hit us yeah. no, no, no. Well, on bug, we That was jazz bugging out. Mm-hmm. That video because bugging out was the flip side of yeah the yeah jazz it comes single. in that. yeah right and one idea I went to them with was guys instead of devoting three and a half minutes to one song where you know at a point you've gotten the point of the song why don't we like hit them with the B side mm-hmm. you know three quarters mm-hmm. of the way through and, and they were into that and then um. That was October, ninety one. It was October, so I was I was like in a Woolworths or something and saw these these plastic, like zombie eyes. So, <laughs> and I I bought some of them and I and I went and and I remember saying, "Would you guys be willing to wear these?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and and actually I brought that up because they were cool about it. Yeah, they, right. They didn't right. they didn't say what the fuck are you, you know, that ended like, up being like the. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the most memorable images right, from that right, video, definitely. Right, right. And and I remember fight. I remember I I opened up the little plastic bag and Fife just took two and stuck them in his yeah yeah, wow. yeah stuck them in his eye and looked yeah. over a tip and he was like like wow man, like you're bugging you, out definitely yeah, like, yeah so and we we actually shot the first I have some pictures uh, we shot Fife's first take against this building it was like a brick wall in dumbo or something mm-hmm. where we had shot jazz mm-hmm. and it it didn't seem to pop as much so we drove around and ended up in like long island city and we found that corrugated 
fence. I mean, this is like back in the day yeah, when, when you no didn't permits. have art direction. You yeah. just, right, you're right, gorilla. Right, right, but they right. were willing to, to like get in a car and just drive around and jump. Let's wait. Yeah, we, I don't think Drake would do that with you. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, right? We, we would right. just stop and right. go, you know, let's shoot here. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it was a beautiful backdrop. It was all done. Yeah. Another thing that I think helped with, with bugging out was we, uh, you know, I wanted it to be really abrupt when Fife began it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So we want. I wanted to cut into it without even that. There's like a acoustic bass, Ron Carter bass that precedes it mm-hmm. to just like eliminate that. So when he just says, there's a little interlude where he says, check this out, and it goes boom. Yeah. And it's right in your face, you know, yeah. from black and white into color. So yeah. I think that helped amplify the, and I mean, the track's amazing. Yeah. But I think yeah. that helped. That's amplified. I mean, that snare, like the way that he even comes in, is already like so explosive in that way. You know, yeah. and, like the video just captures that exactly. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they liked working with you a lot. You did a lot of their videos. Like, yeah. They, they came at you know what I mean. Like, did you sort of keep in touch with them as things went on, or did you like maintain a relationship with them? Um, later I kept on in, in touch. Career? I I kept in touch with Tip a little bit. Yeah. Um, there were some like solo. Uh, uh, you know, several years later, there were yeah. some solo things he yeah. was thinking of doing that. You know, I went out and saw him once, and we worked through some, like, we were talking about doing, like, an interactive thing. and mm-hmm. But, you know, but then that album would get pushed, and things sort of, you know, mm-hmm. time always, goes by. I always feel like when groups break up, a lot of times the solo acts, they kind of, like, divorce themselves completely from the team in any realm that made the thing before, like, as the group. So if you were, you know tribe's director of choice right right q-tip would be like if i make this video it's gonna feel like a tribe video right if i'm a solo artist i gotta go find something right. new or whatever I, I i think there's some credence in that i all i mean they they also were still to get like midnight midnight marauder mm-hmm. they were they were together doing videos with other people right right you know i think i i think i, I think they they um i think they liked to have each pro each like era for yeah. each project have its own feel. Yeah. Just and and sort of to ensure to help push that along. I think they said, okay, this block of videos will have this style. Yeah. And right, then we'll right, try right. this, you know, for a different style. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. And but, I guess like coming off of that, what were you thinking or planning to be like your sort of next move? Like how do you follow up doing with them? You know, or like in your own career, you know what I mean? Like what was your what were your next few steps after you know wrapping the videos for that album? Well, I I mean I I did because of those videos I worked with lots of different people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did some stuff with KRS One. Mm-hmm. Um, heard of him? Yeah, mm-hmm. heard of him. Uh, Legend. You yeah, know. Well, I, I at the same time at Jive I was also doing some stuff with, with Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, like cool. Summertime and okay. uh, Too Short. Red Man. I did Red Man's first video. Time for some action when he's like tied in a chair. <laughs> Yo. EPMD <laughs> crossover. Yeah, I did some digital underground. I did some stuff with Shock G, and mm-hmm. I did a video with called "What's Up with the Love" that Tupac was in. Mm-hmm. Are you a hip hop fan? Yeah. yeah. No, I love yeah. all this. Like, this is yeah. like your shit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a dream job. Yeah. Man. Like this it's has got to be. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then uh, Robert Kelly. Yeah, I mean, one yeah. day you and get the call. And that was a whole different universe of. <laughs> Robert fucking Kelly. I don't even know how we walk into this, but like, you know, even just 
as the audience, as the unsuspecting audience, right? The idea that there was a like multi-part soap opera slash just opera proper, right? Musical, like just everything about it was like left for a guy that already was like, you know what I mean? Here's was already a, left. Did you think? when you heard the music for Trapped in a Closet, that this was nuts and not going to work? Or did you believe in it? No, I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. You thought it was yes. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> You're my guy. You're my fucking and, and guy. I know, I know the story is um, that he wrote it. I mean, you've probably heard Robert talk about it, but, you know, he wrote this thing that didn't have... Um, chorus, right? A chorus. Yeah. He goes, it did, I wrote this thing that I kept coming out of me that didn't have a hook. And that ended up being the hook. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I, rem- I, I know that, that the label got it. And Barry Weiss at Jive Records yeah. didn't, didn't know what to do. And um, at that point, Ann Carley, who had originally had connected me to Tribe. You owe Ann some checks. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, and, yeah. Shout out firm. to Ann. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout go. out to Ann. Yes. Shout out. Okay. Yeah. And um, no, but she uh, at that point she had gone to L.A. to work in film production. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Barry called her up and said, "What am I? What am I supposed to do with this thing?" And sent it to her. And uh, Jive at at the time was thinking of just making a video for Chapter. For the first chapter, mm-hmm. wow! What like a, a big putting the entire budget into mm-hmm. like a big high production thing, mm-hmm. and Anne heard it, and we we heard it, and met with Robert, and that the goal was, why don't you take the whole budget and try and make it leaner and more like a soap opera, and do yeah. do do five of them. So right? who who came? Like, so you did one through five. You did one. No, through... I did one through five, and then we did six through twelve okay. and a half. Then twelve and a half through twenty two, and you did all of them. Twenty three through thirty three. Yeah, I went to the screening for those. Oh, you did. Okay. I went to the screening right. for those, and Big Man was there at the screening, which was amazing. Um, people, I can't there's even. This I don't even crazy. Know. Take the, and and you know, in the age like, now, in the age of like visual albums, yeah, absolutely. Without I mean, question. That, you got to give some. Come on. Talk your shit. No, fuck. <laughs> no, you on the podcast. Talk your shit. Okay, uh, in the age of in the age of serialized digital Beyonce TV. No, no, in the Kanye. age of Netflix, in the, in the age, age of, of binge, binge binge watching, but in the age Netflix, of, in the age call of lemonade. Out. Call them out. Lemonade. I need some more lemonade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, but top my man off. Yeah, Give me get some more. No, 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 but 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 yeah, I mean I mean that was I mean, look, he wrote he wrote the music. It's the script is the music. So, man, this is not it's the amazing. humble podcast. This is a rich motherfucking friend. You could talk your shit. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. There's a huge stigma. I'm 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 an R. Kelly fan. Okay. However, I'm an editor at GQ. Um, right. Did a huge profile on him. I, I saw a lot that about him. It is amazing piece. Um, I saw that like 40 minute thing. He just so yo. Have you seen this, Tramel? It's pretty so amazing. We had him sing his life. And it was supposed to be like a four-minute video. He sang for 47 minutes. <laughs> I bullshit you not. And we just published the whole thing. Uncut. Uncut. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, he would sing it's and then he talked. What? what? I mean, he, he, he's capable of... Yes. 
outrageously talented. But there's this stigma about him. And as somebody that worked with him so closely and on such a unique project, like, what was the honest, like, honestly, what was he like? You know, he he's, I mean, from a creative standpoint, I mean, you know, a genius. creative gene, he, he's, he's... But what about creative. from a vibe standpoint? People ask me about Tramiel all the time because he's got a bad reputation. And I, you know, I tell him, you know... <laughs> always mad reputation. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but like, what was the vibe like? I mean, he he's, it's very, when you're in the moment creatively, it's very exciting to work with him because mm-hmm. his, his, you know, hunches on so much different stuff it's like mind-boggling yeah but it's 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 a crazy world because the hours are crazy he's yeah. like he's this clock is opposite from you know the day begins at two late in the day and yeah goes till you know 11 in the morning and that yeah. sort of thing so he likes to work in person um so you can't send something from remote you know i mean i can't imagine that you've you know in a career like yours that you already had like so many insane stripes and have been on so many crazy sets and been around so much talent. Was that not the most daunting project that you've taken on? Like, what, Trapped? Yeah, yeah, like from a production standpoint. Trapped, Trapped like, was pretty complex because it was, it was pretty precise and all the actors had to lip sync exactly properly. Yeah. I don't know if people know, I don't know if you guys, have you guys ever seen his commentary? Yes. The little commentary. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. Okay. It's amazing. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you see it, especially the episode with the little person. No, exactly. That is the greatest. If you don't know, see, you know. no, no, you understand how much of a fan I am. Like, you, no, that's you, good you because know, he. Yeah. There's an episode. I think it's like eight. Where no, no, epi- episode eight and nine are my two. They're, favorite. they're god level <laughs> episodes, bro. And there is a little person in a in a cabinet that is cheating. <laughs> and she come, and the way she finds out is with the cherry uh, pie. Yes, with the pie. And he's like, No, I don't like cherry. She's like, I like and there's like a slice missing. And he's like, Well, who the fuck ate the cherry pie? And he opens up the cabinet and there's a there's a little person in it. And I remember that was the point in Trapped in the Closet for me where I was like, Oh, this is bad shit yeah, crazy. Yeah, reality suspense. Like this I right, was like, Okay, right, I'm down right, for whatever right. you do. Yeah. For like whatever is about to happen. Yeah. I'm down like you for alien came well, out of like whatever. Well in terms of like in terms of him being a compelling personality. Yeah. If you bring like film logic to him and say, you you know, Rob, like this doesn't make like you said this before and this doesn't make sense continuity wise. Yeah. He'll just say, No, it does because blah 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 blah. And he's and he's kinda right. <laughs> or he'll go. It doesn't matter. It's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, right. You yeah. know, so 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 that but, makes but, it... but in 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 back to the the commentary. In the commentary, right after the the little person comes out, yeah. mm-hmm. when he's sitting there in the commentary, he explains how, um, the reason he had to call him the midget, was because it rhymes because the policeman's wife, the wife, the woman in the house who was having the affair with the little person's yeah. name is Bridget. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Unavoidable. He said, Unavoidable. No, and, yeah. and Unavoidable. He, said, he said, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, I, there's not, I mean, the thing's got to rhyme, so I had to say midget. <laughs> the because thing's got to rhyme. Because Listen. he's having an affair with Bridget. <laughs> Listen. Right. Right, but in you know, in truth, it has in, to rhyme. In truth, he named her Bridget <laughs> because right, right, right. No, no, no he could have changed so, her name. And, and back to back to everyone saying like trapped in the closet is this like train wreck that 
The, the, it's hilarious, and but, and Robert you know had no idea that it was hilarious. Are you kidding me? Right. He is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he wrote it. That's <laughs> what, amazing. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> this is an amazing credit point. for being really. F- he's an incredible storyteller, and he's really funny. Right. So, so you're saying he's in on the joke? Absolutely. Total. Are you kidding me? I just it, no, no, no. It, for, it's one thing for, to come from us. No, no, it's no. Another no, thing for, to come I mean, from you. Yeah, in 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 the in the in the commentary, the fact that he says that thing about Bridget and the midget. Is another like meta layer of absurdity yeah, on right. top of it, the Being, way it already right. was. Okay, right. well then that's a good, that's a great point because there is with R. Kelly this performative layer of absurdity. There's a musical talent that everybody Absolutely. recognizes where he's recorded these hits, especially early in his career, and then, I mean, there's a. I want to be your sex I mean, dolphin. Yeah, I mean, there's the Echo video. There's like, I mean, the Christmas album, Twelve Nights of Christmas. If you haven't listened to it, you can't imagine there being twelve more Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are. It's an album full of original Christmas, Christmas songs, songs that yeah. are thematically like I'm writing a letter to Mrs. And, Claus and wildly and like, you know inappropriate. I mean? And like, but it, but it, but it also it's like it's not. You know what I mean? No, like there's legitimate. a few lines in there where you're like, yo, but dog, I'm just saying like, this is Jesus' birthday me, and you're going me, ham. To me, it's like the test of a songwriter is a Christmas song. Like when, like I was talking about before, like Christmas in Harlem is like, yep. if you can make a Christmas song that really stands out from like beyond me being this celebrity or having this career, right. by Christmas song standards, this captures that holiday feeling. He does it like 12 times over yep. and it's still, you know what I mean? So like going off that point, you having like worked so sort of like closely with him over this period of time, like how much of that, how much did you see of like what was behind that sort of layer of like, you know what I mean? Like there's Robert Kelly, the musician, and then him sort of like as like this jester that like knows his yeah. character. Like how, you did, know what how I mean? does he present it? Does yeah, he say, you know? oh, this is brilliant? Or does he say, yo, this is going to be hilarious? Or is it just like, this is it, this is it? It's probably this is it. This is it, yeah. Right. Like he just knows pure confidence. This is it. Or, or and you'll say, well, that's really fu- that was really funny. Or in a look at you, like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> or, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but trapped is it, it's firing on so many levels because the singing is like the singing when he sings is beautiful. When Absolutely. he's singing yeah. as one of the women or something, yeah, something yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It all the rhyme the rhyming. I mean, like, talk about I, don't, I don't think he's gotten credit for the rhyming that takes place, like in Chapter Nine. Yeah, in Trapped yeah. when they're in the kitchen. Yes, and it's this. I mean, if if he was, if it was all his voice and him just doing it right. on like a complex rhyme structure level, right, right, right. it would be amazing. Right. But because there's like six actors lip syncing him doing them all their characters in different voices, it's <laughs> yes. still rhyming. Yes. Which yes. which, which yeah. makes it like three levels more insane. Exactly. Yeah. I mean the it's seed the, the seed of that was like, you know, the Mr. Biggs era. Yes. Right. It was like the dialogue yeah. between you know yeah. what I mean? That's sort of like you can say the nucleus of what Trap in the Closet eventually blooms to be. Right. Um and you you have to you know you talk about Hamilton like oh they told Listen, the st- you know what I mean talk like, your shit like, Lynn this is like episodic narrative in you can't even just say in like R and B it's like in R Kelly like, yeah it's yeah, like exactly. such a specific style the water drop sound effect like there's so many just little he nuance puts that you know? in, in things every once that, yeah, that's what does. I'm saying like these are trademark in, you know yeah. like in other other Kellyism okay so right, here's exactly. here's the thing I it's I, one of the it's one of the um on he'll have like like four, what are they, NPCs? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, four of them lined up, or Jesus. five of them, 
with Jesus, all, and he'll know that Water Drop is, is like, on like the seventeenth year. Yeah, King. legend. Yo, no, that is amazing. No, no, yeah. He, I what mean, was this? He doesn't it? want to have to like hit on. He he wants them all available. Right. right. He doesn't want to have to hit like. You know, setting two. setting two right. He mm-hmm. want and so he'll just memorize it. Mm-hmm. What what did he, what was his diet like? Now you've made forty how many episodes with him? Thirty three. Thirty three. He's episodes written some more. Jesus Christ! So we would get new trapped but, in the closet. Is that what you're saying? I think confirm it, it for us. I can't. I, I I'm not authorized because it's all up to him when he wants to, to do drop stuff. Him. But he's but you've more. been in communication. And he's like you know whenever you're ready, Jim. No, he, no, or that, that, like, no, I, I know, I've, I, I know, I've heard. Have you heard him? I've heard some more stuff. You asked about his diet, which I think right. is a like, good question. I, right. If okay. you did observe, you know, like, what did was what, R. Kelly what was like? On set? Was it craft services? Was he like into that? Was it like a pastry? Did he drink coffee? What? What? Was, he likes coffee. Um, now and then, I mean, brown liquor. He likes McDonald's coffee, actually. Nice. He likes nice. McRibs. Nice. I I knew that. You didn't have to tell yeah, us that. Yeah. We <laughs> knew R. Kelly would fuck up a McRib. Here's a here's a here's a weird question. So in the GQ profile, which I I didn't know this, but you know, he says that he often sleeps in his closet. Right. And that is what is comfortable to him. Even if he had a guest, they would sleep in the bed and he would go sleep in the closet. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's like one of the, he's like, whatever you feel about him is what you feel about him. But as far as like, uh, you know, like a tortured genius and somebody, like you said, has to get this out. But after reading that, trapped in the closet had this whole new crazy meaning to me. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I, I only learned about it through that article. Through the story. Yeah. I mean, did he, was it like... Did he come to you like, here's my vision for a, like a dozen episodes of like this? You know what I mean? Like where, as far as like what we visually see, we know that the music existed already. The right. material existed. But well, well, I mean, the script is the is the lyric. Right. 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 It, right. It's pretty right. well. And he has a pretty clear vision. I'll give you an example of like, for example, um, when the thing opens. You know, and we had to scale it back because we were trying to make five of them instead of one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. But like when we first met with him, um, we went. We were in his studio, and he he just played it and performed it. Right. Like naturally. And yeah. and and he there was a little space under the uh, like the console, and he he uh, it started playing, and he got he got hit, under the got under the table like he was in the closet. Right. Oh wow! And right. Stuff. <laughs> wow. Like, like really yes, great, and yes. and then he goes okay, and he's but he's narrating it, you know, saying now that the the camera's flying over the city, you know, mm-hmm. and then it goes through the window and goes across the bed, and, wow, and 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 goes across the bed, and and I'm lying there on the bed, and then it goes through a keyhole, right, and there I am in the closet, right. and I point out, and you go into the closet, and it's me, and I look out of the closet, and it's me, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just like, like yeah, we can do and that. And then it comes in eleven o'clock, and the sun's when they yeah. wake me. But so, but we we we, but you know, like the opening wasn't a helicopter shot. We did that this sort of like cardboard thing over the city, pulling <laughs> into the window, you know, yeah, which yeah. which was fine. In 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 and even like with like the driving shots, mm-hmm. like we did green screen, like he's driving to to get back right. to his wife and but stuff. But you know what? I love that. No, no, no. We did it, it made it feel like a soap opera. No, the soap we did it. Are done on the cheap. We we like we we um. 
we didn't try and, you know, it was kind of like, okay, we could go out with a, a process trailer and actually shoot a real thing. Or we could really be precise with the compositing and try and make it look real. Mm-hmm. Or we could just Embrace screw with the, the camera just, and move it yeah, around yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and nothing makes sense. Like, he, yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll swing the wheel to the left and the background and the goes the wrong yeah, way. Right, right, and, right. And all of a sudden it's better yeah, than if, it, if we had spent like 10 times more yeah. right. doing just, it. Like, embrace the kind of camp of it, like the, yeah. great, like the lunacy of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Did you, were you guys confident or were you... You personally, I imagine Robert was very confident. Were you personally confident in the reaction? Did you feel like this is going to be received well? Or what did you feel like this yeah. could go either way? I'm proud. I'm so stoked we did it. But like, you know, we like, we liked it making it, but I don't think we anticipated what was going to happen. Right. But really. what did you think? I know you you didn't you had to think. I mean, you knew when you were making whatever, you know can I kick it? Like, this is cool. People are going to fuck. I thought it was cool, but I, I didn't, I mean, the great thing about the quest videos is unlike certain videos and certain genres, right. They're great videos to have made. I mean, I'm, I feel so lucky to have worked with those guys because those videos are a lot of videos made in 1991 are really corny now. Hell yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And those videos yeah. aren't, they they're, stand they're up, like definitely. classic yeah. just because of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And you didn't think, you didn't have a perception of how people were going to perceive traps in the closet. I thought it was really cool and different, but yeah. But you know, yeah, didn't yeah. know. But yeah. uh, but we there was back and forth. Like I remember when he's talking about a keyhole. I went and got Blue Velvet, that movie by David Lynch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, very amazing Holy movie. Shit. I think Kyle <laughs> MacLachlan is in. He's in the closet. He's, yeah, and. Uh, Dennis Hopper's like crazy out in the bedroom. Trapped yeah. in the closet is partially it, inspired by Blue Velvet. That's no, it insane. is because insane. the, the oh closet God. has a slatted door. Yeah. Like a, yep. not a keyhole. And so I said, Rob, look, you know, if it's slatted, we can, we can Show actually you. see out right, and right. see like the movement and stuff. So it would be stuff like that. Like I'd get little references and if it made sense, sometimes he'd say no, but he said, okay, that's cool. You know, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you um And there's a lot of ridiculous stuff like well, I mean it's trapped like when Rufus comes in and he's looking under the bed, but then he looks behind the dresser. <laughs> <laughs> like the dresser is But you know what? The dresser's <laughs> against the wall. Right, right, right. right. But but, but the dresser rhyme rhymes you, with Beretta. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That shit is so good. Oh, it's so good. If it annoys you, you hate it. You don't get right? it, right? Right. But if you if you revel in it, it's just it's so incredible. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. listen again. Yeah. Mind where you are. Okay. This is the motherfucking podcast. We don't we don't lie on here. We keep it real. We answer questions. Sip up. <laughs> okay. Now you've made some classics. Can I kick it? Trapped in a closet. If there's one video in your very long canon, an amazing canon, a body of work. That you're like, you know what? I would take that one out if I could take it out. I know a podcast what I would take, take out. It out. Like I just d- w- wish I didn't make it. I would take if I had to take one out. This is what I would take out. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. I would take. Can't out. imagine it. Not one. Yeah, there's not one that you would take. Well, out. Well, there's a lot of videos we haven't talked about that I might take out. Right. Give us I don't one. Have to talk about them. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's not one. No, that's it's a good like question. Your, le- your mm-hmm. least favorite video. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's parts of all this stuff. There's little things that annoy me. Little pieces of things, you know. 
Yeah. Do you, I mean, I feel like you're kind of one of the few, maybe this is the wrong thing. This is just my perception, okay. but music videos to me are very um, youthful, period. I don't care yeah. what, like, I, I just always picture them as consumed by a younger audience. Right, right. You made music videos before the internet. You made music videos at the start of the internet. You make music videos right, right now. So much of what is determined is like, is this good or not? Is this funny or not? Is this relevant or not? Is because of the internet. Do you make something now, like, you know, the Kiki Palmer video, and like get on Twitter? We know you're on Instagram, but yeah. like, do you look at that type of response as a creative and take that as real feedback? Or is the internet just not even a part of your process? No, I think it's an interest. It's interesting feedback to see yeah. what. Yeah. In fact, it's it, it's a whole. I, I it's it's pretty cool in that you didn't. You know, you'd have to wait to see what someone said on UMTV Raps or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. There was no. There was no dialogue. There was no discussion about anything. Right. You know. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I know we gotta let you go. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You've you've known Matthew Tremell and I. For uh, about 40 minutes now. Yeah. If you were doing a video, directing a creative video for this podcast. Interesting. Give us the premise of the video. Give us the pitch. Okay, I'll give you the pitch. God. Okay, I'd, do, I'd wear the bug eyes. <sighs> Man. Just us <laughs> doing the podcast with bug eyes. Man. Yeah. Wow. A1, amazing. Actually, I hope to God that we can find yeah. The exact. We need to get some money in Where'd the Where'd you buy those? Where'd it. you pick them up? What store were you it was in? Like some, it was probably a store that doesn't even exist. Yeah. It's probably a Froyo at this point. God. Like existed in like the 50s or something. Yeah. But it was something. It was some like. I mean, when you saw the when you saw the announcement that they were putting another record out, I mean, I was, obviously, Fife's passing was just like rocked that, anyone yeah. and everyone who was yeah. a fan. But yeah. seeing them put another record out seems like, you know... At like a transcendent moment, like amazing. Yeah. How, no, what was that like for you? No, it's I. It's amazing. I mean, I'm happy Tribe Day. I I don't get the sense that this thing's gonna come out and suck. You're a really cool dude. Yeah, you're the man. Jim. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks, Seriously. bro. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. This was obviously very special for Mark Anthony Green and I. Brought us back to our uh, youthful days, watching Tribe and R Kelly videos. Or yesterday. Or yesterday. That's Watch a fact. It. Yeah. Definitely. Check out the album. It's out today. Yeah. Um, we'll see you on the couch tomorrow watching SNL. And um, have a good yeah. weekend, folks. Peace. Peace. Rich Friend, the Elevated Conversation is a loudspeaker network production. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our editor is Tim Einenkel. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow. The views, opinions, and hilarious jokes expressed on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests featured on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Tequila Avion and its affiliates. Please, don't do it.